All right. We're it was s- weirdly so slow. It was. But we're back. We're so we're back. so back. Well, also and, that computer is weird. Oh, this slow. computer is uh, we oh our our streaming computer is uh a when was 2015 it model? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah. going great. Uh, we're going to be replacing power. it with the 2021 model that we have of the same computer soon. But we are back, and we are back with friends. My friend, would you like to introduce yourself? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, uh, I am Roanoke, well, either Roanoke Gaming or Roanoke Tales, really doesn't matter. Uh, I cover creepy stuff online on Roanoke Tales, and then biology and science of movies and video games on Roanoke Gaming. Which is a damn cool way of uh, combining things. That was, yes, uh, dude, I love it. That was one of the, the main things that people suggested when, uh, when we started hearing, like, oh, you guys should talk to Roanoke Tales, was like, he looks at things from, you know, he has that biologist background. Like, he looks at things from a scientific uh, standpoint. So it's, which is kind of how we do things, but from a historical side of things. So it was, yeah. it's, I, I think that that's one of the cool things about YouTube is that you do have a bunch of people who are content creators, but they're coming at it from their actual position of expertise. So you get people who, yeah, they're not, you know, in media, they're not entertainment. They might be interested in something. And then they can attack it from their background in criminal justice or science or religion exactly. or something like that. And I think it gives you a much deeper and richer uh, base of content creators than you get with a lot of the mainstream TV stuff. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always viewed it. Is, and that's what I love about YouTube in general. With And this is like way off track and yeah. going more towards like podcasts. But <laughs> it's specifically, you never really... Uh, when you work in one field, you don't get all the different backgrounds and you actually don't get to see interestingly how mm-hmm. people are different and how they operate. So for instance, me and wow, such gaming, uh, first time meeting that guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> super cool. Our personalities are pretty like completely different. Uh-huh. So the friendship works in that aspect because mm-hmm. he's got a completely different background than me and I've learned a lot from him. And I think he's learned a lot from me. So it's, I love coming on stuff like this yeah. and talking to people. With different backgrounds, because, and I'm rambling, but yeah, no, it's it's, <laughs> just, it's just it's a great community too. Everybody's mm-hmm. so welcoming and willing to jump in and help each other out. Um, and you know that's what I found too is with with getting started with it. So I did want to ask, you know, obviously if you're coming at things from from a more scientific angle at, and that being your background, like what, how did you get into content creation? Like what was your path to get here? Okay, so. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of a uh, issue that I had with student loans. I was working <laughs> um, for an organization, working in the lab specifically with diseases, having a blast, loved it. But I think I was paying around $1,400 a month in student loans. So I was like, and I remember looking at it and it's like, I wasn't making any progress because yeah. I think around $900 of that was just simply an interest. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, I'm screwed. So I was like, well, I could probably go and, you know, maybe be a cab driver on mm-hmm. the side or find out how to do something just to make some extra money. Right. And then I have always had this idea since like 2001 about covering the flood from Halo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know, 
What if I just sat down and covered Dead Space first? Because gotcha. I like Necromorphs. And then from there, uh, everybody told me I sucked. My videos were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, actually, my first video I made on uh, January 14th, um, I had a blanket over my head because I didn't really know how I was going to mm-hmm. like record these things because I was using an Xbox mic. And she comes in and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have no idea. And so she just shut the door and walked away. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I just six months later, I got an email from YouTube saying, um, you've been selected for creator on the rise. You know, we're going to cool. send you this. I thought it was a scam. So I didn't <laughs> even bother with it. And then I think one of my friends texted me. He's like, hey, man, I saw you on the trending tab. Mm-hmm. And then there it's kind of just history with that. But what about you, man? How'd you get into it? Uh, this was, I, <laughs> I quit my job to go back to grad school and I was farting around on TikTok one day. Um, there you go. Made a, made a video. It got like 7 million views and I had people asking me to talk more about skinwalkers and Wendigos and things like that. Um, called him up because he and I have been friends since 10th grade and he went to NYU for film. So I needed somebody to run the film side of things. I had the marketing background and the history background to do the the research side of things. Uh, and then from there, it was just kind of grinding at it after, after work every day yeah. for a yeah. solid year and a half. But it was, it was crazy. The transition from, cause once, once it kind of took off, then you decided not go. Cause he was going to go to Wales yeah. for post-grad. Um, okay and then so once this happened he decided not to go stick this out and see what would happen and it was you know it, it was slow but steady growth for a while and it was nice it was good like we had a nice little community it was fun and then last november december we had, a, we had a little help from uh we had a little help from a a, a guy down south <laughs> from from a, from a goon um, so yeah. what's his name uh, uh wasn't it like brandon herrera or something <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually, I just got to do uh, his very first playthrough of Zombies with him. How was that? <laughs> the running shit was not No, I know, I know. Yeah, it was great, actually, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, just to, I, I wanted to get kind of, I think that's always a fun little story to get when you have a new guest on is, you know, how'd you get into this? Like, what's your background? Why are you here? Um, because yeah. everybody really does come at it from a different angle, and I think that that has become one of the coolest things about this this community. This This niche is all the different perspectives and all the different entry points. So you've got this really wide breadth, all these people who are interested and you can really just kind of take it wherever you want. Um, but with that said, where we wanted to take it today was three specific topics that you and I have both covered. Uh, those were the abandonment of Portlock, Alaska, which I think is one of the, one of the big ones you had, right? Yes. That was one of your biggest. That's uh, yeah. I think right now it's at like 859,000 views or something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of angry comments. <laughs> I will, There's always a lot of angry comments with the big ones. It has been, I will say, it has been interesting. Um, because, you know, I've got a couple million views on Roanoke Gaming on different videos and everything. And the comments are definitely different. Yeah. I don't know if just because it's like a larger channel, so I don't really pay attention as much. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for, for Roanoke Tales, I have people who are like, I hate everything about you. I want to just completely end you. It's like, what is wrong with yeah, you, that's- man? My favorite was when I made the video, our videos on Tartaria. Yeah. Um, they were not happy. I was, I was every possible bad thing under the sun. Uh, was I was, there I was getting anti-Semitic hate. I'm not even, like, I'm yeah. like 3.8% Ashkenazi Jewish. And we found it out three months ago. 
there you um, go. and people were like throwing anti-semitic slurs at me <laughs> what is going on out here well, to be people fair you wild were, man you were going yeah. after someone specifically uh, well yeah it was, one it was specific their fans and yeah not happy um, about it yeah uh well i was going after him because he, he kind of was being anti-semitic uh, but anyway which point, was the ironic part. <laughs> the ironic part point being we have three topics we want to talk about tonight they are portlock the Lost Colony of Roanoke, and of course the Donner Party, which we just put out a video on this past Friday. Uh, so far, it looks like you guys really like it, which makes us happy. Um, I think probably let's start with uh, let's start though with Portlock because that's I I think a one of the probably the most mysterious of them when you when you get down to it, like what actually might have happened there. But um, yeah. you know, when I first heard the story, I heard it from Mister Ballin. Um, which I think is probably how a lot of people first oh, came yeah. across that one. <laughs> um, and, and I remember thinking, I was like, this is, this is very weird. Uh, I was very anti-Bigfoot at the time. I have become less anti-Bigfoot, but in a very specific way that I am happy to explain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, I talked, uh, on History Daddy's podcast earlier about it, uh, in, yeah. in, at greater length. But Portlock I found super interesting because it was really, you know, this is not normal predator behavior this is something ripping people's bodies up and throwing them into the, the bay and you know yeah. it's often off in the wild and it's not you know that it was slowly picking people off and over time the population like everybody leaving at once seems pretty noteworthy um yeah. you know i i guess what what was your take on it when you when you first came across the story like how, how were you introduced to it so my thing, well, how I'm introduced to it is I was just skulking around the internet and I think I just typed in Google. I was like, well, you know, I want to like learn about some ghost towns and stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I found Portlock, Alaska. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. What's going on there? But the more that I really read into it, and I think this is why I got some angry comments, uh, which I'd like to clarify something. Um, what is it? The Groller Bears, the Grizzlies mixed with Polar Bears. I have heard Ever of that. Everybody got super mad at me because they're like, well, there's no way that, you know, a polar bear would be that far south and grizzlies <laughs> territory doesn't intersect. And mm -hmm. I was like, then how do we get growler bears? Like, yeah, obviously there must be some sort of intersection there. And actually, I looked up uh, specifically with polar bears. You know, those are man eaters. Those mm -hmm. things will rip you to shreds. Oh, yeah. They will come after you. I think I read a story. And they'll one they'll time. hunt you. Oh, they won't like they will hunt. Yeah. You. Yeah. And grizzlies it, will attack you if if you piss them off exactly like. so it's just they're crazy bears man and i read a story where this uh this these group of men they had i believe muskets uh in the middle of the night polar bear ripped open the tent picked up a grown man by his chest with his jaws and just walked off with him and they heard him screaming like 100 that's yards terrifying. away but they couldn't do anything to help him and that's what polar bears do that they literally will yeah. tear you apart so my thinking on it at least with you know everything associated with portlock is you had some sort of polar bear grizzly hybrid in mm -hmm. the woods i don't know if that's a sasquatch one guy says he saw it and shot at it mm -hmm. and then i think what you also had were people murdering each other yeah or possibly what well, that one guy who smashed his head on the machinery mm -hmm. they said well you know it would be like something would have to pick up this machinery and hit him with it and it's like i don't really know about that man you know sometimes when people seize Everything goes like they they jolt. Essentially. True. If you jolt hard enough, you can run your head into something and smash your head. So you're thinking he, you're thinking he seized maybe, and that's what caused that injury. Uh, yeah, I think if I remember correctly, because it's been a hot minute, but it was he was out near machinery, mm -hmm. 
and they found blood on the machinery from his head, and his head was actually injured from it. Yeah. So the whole concept was, oh, well, something would have to pick this up, and a man couldn't pick this up. Mm-hmm. So it had to have been a Sasquatch. And it's like, right. it's not fun, I know, but probably like more likely is this guy may have had a seizure or something, mm-hmm. uh, and then jolted into it and then hit his head. Right. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, real go quick, on, man. Real quick before you get into yours, uh, somebody just uh, super chatted relevant to what you just said. Uh, and for $20, Zodic Attack for 20 said, Polar bears are the only bear that purely eats meat. People are, unfortunately, meat. <laughs> no, that says people are made of meat, which I hate. Yeah, we, I hate we are that made phrasing. Of meat. I hate that phrasing. I mean, with a burning passion. There was another uh, $20. In yeah, there. very did we read beginning. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we ever uh, read it? Uh, we did, but not on stream. MN Moranon for 1999. So just wanted to let you know that the Donner Party video was well worth the two year wait. I've watched it twice so far today. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. I'm glad. We, we, we worked our asses off for that one. What else is made of meat? I hate. I hate to stop. Stop that. What uh, else is made of meat? Uh, Lots of things. <laughs> yeah, like a considerable number of things. Have you seen the uh, the Vita Carnis analog horror series? Vita, I have not. That might be one to take way. a look at. Uh, everything's made of meat is is a good way to describe it. Um, yeah, with with Portlock for me, I I saw it as one of those things where. I was by no means convinced that it was something paranormal, but I was also not fully convinced that the the current explanations for it quite covered it. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, I, I I don't think it's as simple as, you know, economics. I think something did scare those people enough to move them away because the the fishing, like I was looking into it, the the places they ended up moving were not significantly different economically. They just weren't there. Right. Slightly larger, a little bit more opportunity maybe, but not, it was just they weren't there. Also, when you look at it, it's not as simple as a bunch of people just choosing to leave and go somewhere else. There was a company there that owned the town that was paying them to work there that must have records of all of these people leaving. There must be a reason for it. And you would think that if it were as simple as bankruptcy or, you know, just changing, there would be company records lying around somewhere that somebody would have come across at this point. Um, would just be one thing that, that I thought of. Um, but the, the big one for me that I found interesting were the, the accounts of people coming across it. And yeah. the fact that they talked about, like, like, this was a local folk legend. That it wasn't just right. associated with Portlock. That it was like, everybody knows that Portlock is where the thing lives, and I its name is escaping me at the moment. It started with an N, uh, but I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but there was a, a specific kind of Native American, um, I want to say it was a, a clinket monster, uh, that supposedly lived in the place. Um, that was talked about like being there, and being in the area, and hunters having seen it. Have you Did you read any of the stories? Yeah, I'm I'm no I'm having trouble recalling the name as well. Yeah, but it was in that that's, area that's that was basically kind of cursed. Yeah, the the native people, native population that was living there, they knew about something in the area, but they didn't really clarify what it was, if I remember correctly. Yeah, then, it was. I, I did yeah. some more digging, and it was called a Nantinic. Uh, and oh, okay. it obviously 
you're going to find a number of different descriptions of this thing on the internet. The one that I found reading through actual stories told by people from the Fort Lock area was that it was either something that was once a long time ago human and then over many, many generations became non-human. Yeah. Uh, or it was specifically a person or referred to people who were cast out of society for uh, being deformed. Like that it, it was a beast man who was pushed mm. out of his village because the people were t afraid of him. And it was more of a sad story where he lives off in the woods alone because nobody accepts him. But he's not yeah. harmful as long as you don't stray into his territory. Yeah, don't don't shoot at him when you see him. Yeah, exactly. And of course, <laughs> yeah. you know. Anyway, I started blasting. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing how many different stories in a variety of different native cultures, especially some of the ones that we're going to talk about today, mm -hmm. all start as humans that mm -hmm. eventually become non-human. Whether yeah. it be in this instance or something like the Wachuga or the Wendigo, it's interesting how a lot of the common thread is that something happens whether it's a deformity or a choice mm -hmm. that someone makes that you inevitably become non-human yeah have you ever have you noticed any themes like that as you've explored any of these stories like for that's one thing that i've, I've kind of noticed is a lot of these native american things that were told of you know the wendigo the wachuge the skinwalker all yeah. of those are human at first and then they transform into a monster yeah, it's almost it, like man is the real monster. Exactly. Whereas opposed to, you know, you look at a lot of European folklore, it's it's the fey folk. It's something else. Yeah. It's, they're they're magical. They're monsters. With the Native Americans, it, it seems to generally be humans are the monsters. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, what I've actually found interesting mostly is uh, how originally the Native populations, especially of North America, had all these stories. Mm -hmm. And then when Europeans came over, uh, they get Europeanized, I guess. So, yeah. like, you take, what is it? Uh, the Wendigo, specifically. Mm -hmm. The Wendigo is supposed to be, um, like, taut skin, bald, yep. lanky, tear you apart. Like, I mm -hmm. think, what was that game that did it really well? Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Until Dawn did it really, really well. But the new Wendigos, with, like, the horns and the deer skull and all that, it, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's crossover lore from, like, a werewolf. Yeah, there's a bunch they would they would bring in other things. It's kind of funny if you look at like how Catholicism spread. Yeah, it's very similar to that where you know it was like okay, yeah, we're gonna adopt some of these local traditions into our yep. own our own stuff. Um, and no, don't worry, I am not saying that all of Catholicism was adapted <laughs> from pagan tradition. Just certain <laughs> little things here and there, just pieces. <laughs> yes, just little bits and pieces. Um, you know a few sp a smattering of saints <laughs> like were originally pagan deities that were then revised in this is all written about by the catholics themselves who talk about doing it uh this is not a dig at catholics um just to be clear i don't want that coming back to bite me <laughs> you're about to get canceled bro exactly yeah canceled by the catholics oh good god um what a I, way to go i had a huh, I had, tragic there were some <laughs> uh mormons um on one of my streams what is that skip ads button no, skip skip ads we don't need to play ads in the middle of the live stro um <laughs> i i lost my train of thought you were talking about the mormons that came into one of your live streams oh no there were uh i i have there was one specific person who whenever we'd say the term mormon in a video would tell us that it was a slur and i was like well i don't no, think what are you is. supposed to say then <laughs> like how do you yeah 
how are you supposed to designate? Like, it's like, well, aren't you a Mormon? Because that's what you believe in Mormonism. Well, yeah, right? it's the Book of Mormon. Uh, that's the yeah. thing. I, I also don't understand that because I've been to Utah a number of times. I've known and I currently know mm. and have met many Mormons. They mm. refer to themselves as Mormon. Yeah, every Mormon I've ever met has referred to themselves as a Mormon. Yeah, it's either Mormon or like LDS for yeah. Latter-day Saints. Yep. But yeah, that's not a slur. No. But that's odd. It's very weird. <laughs> Maybe somebody was just upset about something. That's the only thing I can figure. Yeah, I, well, yeah. it also might be, you know, like in a specific community, maybe they view it negatively, but it's it's weird. Yeah. The internet's a weird place where it you is. realize exactly how many little idiosyncrasies and quirks people have. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, especially, you know, being a YouTuber, you guys know as well as I do, it's like you can collect mm-hmm. all of the different, um, like you said, idiosyncrasies on everything. And... There's a lot of human uh, personality traits that are good and some that are not great. Yes. <laughs> Very true. That's what it is. Um, but, you know, speaking of Mormons, I think this is a good time to segue to the Donner Party. I agree. Because as, yeah. as we discovered in our research on that, uh, the the Mormons basically took the Donner Party trail all the yeah. way to Salt Lake City. They just followed. Whole strategy. Yeah, they followed. <laughs> hmm, you know what? That went really well for them. We should we should maybe just We should do that too. Not go past the desert part. I was thinking it was probably just like, well, let's just not go to the end bit. And yeah. that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as uh, we stop at a certain point and yeah, don't right. meet each other, then we're good to go. Exactly. Uh and of course, you know, they stop and then become a hotbed of missing four oh one cases. Uh, because it's just yeah. That entire Wasatch Mountain range is just chock full of spooky stuff. Oh, yeah. People going missing. out there. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, the number of people that have gone missing in those mountains is genuinely staggering. Uh, yeah. I always forget that I've camped in those mountains. Yeah. If they get really windy. You could have you could have become a missing portal one. I could have. That would have been meta. Would have been actually wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, You'd have to record as you go missing, though, so that yeah. we know what happens. Oh, it, the, the, the camp that we did, it was so funny because it was like with a couple of guys after my buddy graduated college. And mm-hmm. we had a tent, but someone forgot the top piece. So the oh, the top of the tent was just open mesh. And it was like 40 to 50 mile an hour winds all night long. You almost got yeah, loved. Yeah, and we were frozen solid. And not everyone oh had God. sleeping blankets. So, like, and at four in the morning, two guys had to go down because they had a a, a final that morning so they had to climb down in the middle of the night to then literally go directly like take their final it was hilarious it was ridiculous how did they have a final at four in the morning no they left at four in the morning oh go climb down final man yeah Yeah. god i i simply would have rescheduled Uh, (laughs) it seems like a better idea um but yeah so with (laughs) woefully underprepared i am so disappointed in you me uh yes i didn't organize it i know but the fact that you went <laughs> eh, it was an adventure nah. <laughs> what's what could possibly go wrong camping nobody's ever nobody's ever had a camping trip go awry to be fair this was before we did this channel okay fair <laughs> point fair point um anyway, so the yeah donner party. yeah the donner party i don't know about you but i uh when i first looked into it i did not realize the sheer scope of the cannibalism that occurred yeah I thought it was, like, just Keysburg, and the rest were rumors. Man, uh, you know, that's the thing is, like, have you guys ever been, like, really, really hungry? I like, think the longest haven't... I've gone without eating was about five days. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting 
why you would do that to begin with. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, can we horrible. hold on that for a second? What? <laughs> oh, was in a bad mood. All she right. didn't eat practice. Yeah, by the time I by the time I felt better, I was very hungry. Are you okay? Now, <laughs> good. Care to share with the class? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I think I like went a day without it, just like because you know, I think it was fasting for something, but woo, fine. It was fine. Almost became something we talk about. Good <laughs> lord. Anyway, go on. So, uh, the big thing. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I started doing the live stream thing mm -hmm. like halfway through, and apparently, I did not put my desktop audio on. So hopefully, <laughs> it's not yeah. Some people are like, we can't hear you, and it's like. Ah, yes, that was totally uh, on purpose. But <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. There's there's two different types of hunger, I think. The first one is if you're just kind of like resting and you're hungry, mm -hmm. you're more hungry bored than anything. Yeah. And it's sort of like it's not as like dire, I guess, is the best way to put it. But if you're like actively running, lifting, working mm -hmm. in general, and you're not eating, it's like – you can actually feel that moment where your hypothalamus says, okay, meat's back on the menu, boys, because it's like your body doesn't care anymore. I've had one of those moments, right? I didn't beat the five-day mark, but I was at four days without mm -hmm. food, and it was one of those situations where – Why were been... you four days without food? <laughs> Why am I, I the only to... one who eats regularly in this chat? <laughs> I like how he's like five days. That's insane. Yeah, and meanwhile <laughs> – it was like almost the same. Like thing. at my point, you know, I just feel accomplished considering I lasted another day. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty. Uh, let's see, it's just you talking over it now. Oh my god, I don't know how to fix this audio. I suck at live streaming, guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. But, we can we can share this. We can send this to you yeah, so yeah, you have a copy. You um, yeah, it's it's looping, desynced audio. Whatever, it's overlapping. Okay, how about let's do this. Oh, I have a perfect idea. All right, there we go. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. There we go to go. Okay. So anyways, yeah. Four days without food. Just doing a lot of stuff. I was part of an organization uh, and it just so happened that I didn't eat for four days. Okay. <laughs> so had a good time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was, there was at one point um, where I, I, I realized that I could actually, like, I wouldn't eat a person, obviously, because there's food out there. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, man, if I was in the wilderness... And I didn't have anything. I was mm -hmm. like, I could see how people would actually start to consider eating others. And I mean, they tried, if I remember correctly, in the Donner Party, you know, they set up multiple camps to try to like survive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they were in such a bad place just to begin with yeah. that even the rescue team sent out there to try to get them were like completely sapped of mm -hmm. everything they had just to get to them. And it's like, dude, screw that. Yeah. That is, that is rough basically every time a rescue party went in they ended up starving <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they come back it's like they had no weight left and they're like holding somebody who's like a skeleton essentially. yeah the, like, the relief God. parties like needed relief parties because they would they would if i remember correctly it's the first relief uh gets gets in and brings out like 21 people by the yeah. time they get to the bear valley they run into james reed and the second relief party who are like oh my god, you're all starving. Even the guys who we sent are starving. Yeah. What happened? And, and it's like, well, uh, we set up food caches, but then when we were on our way back, 
because we left all the other food with them. So when we were on our way back, we went to the first cache, but bears had gotten it. So we went to the second cache, and wouldn't you guess it, bears had gotten it. So we went to the third cache, and you're never going to believe this. Uh, it was more uh, like, bears yeah it's uh it's like when we did the uh the weird bible episode on david and uh mm. thal yeah and saul's just constantly yeeting yeah, like, ears at him yeah yeah uh also i don't know if you've read uh if you've read the bible in all that much detail there are some absolute nuggets in there yeah like oh, yeah. throughout uh throughout first samuel saul is just throwing javelins at david constantly like it, and david's just playing the harp it's it's at comedic levels of jab yeah Thanks. wasn't there a point where david was just there and he just threw three in a row at him yeah for no reason and david is just like how can i be of more service and he's just like <laughs> let me hit you it's yeah it's oh boy. that's how you can be a service yeah basically <laughs> but yeah so so with the daughter party you have this this near comedic situation where as they're coming out of the mountains they're having so many problems that the next relief party in has to give up some of their food for the relief party on its way out and then they get there and then on their way out they're hungry so the next relief party has to give them some of their food um and you know it's it's really shocking looking at it that they didn't just go back east a little bit mm. to me um yeah. they spent like, a whole while your steps yeah they spent a whole while on the truckie in truckie meadow where yeah. reno nevada is today and they didn't think to just go back well, what yeah. was the reason that they did stay? Because, like... Was... They couldn't get over the pass. No, no, no. I know. More specifically, why didn't they go back in the sense of, like, did they think there was going to be a better chance of finding game where they were? So, basically, what happened was they figured that it was just a cold snap. Yeah. And it was so early in the year that the snows would clear and they would be able to get through the pass. They actually... The part that they could not get through is so small... It's literally about a 15-mile stretch from the entrance to the Truckee Lake area until you're onto the Yuba. If that. It's just that one pass. And what they didn't know is there was a pass to the north of them and a pass to the south of them that were both much easier. Um, but they just sense. didn't know about them. So they tried yeah. to get up Fremont Pass, which is now Donner Pass. Truckee Lake is now Donner Lake. Uh... They tried to get up Fremont Pass, but they couldn't. So they figure, oh, okay, well, I'm sure the weather will improve. The weather proceeds to not improve, and they end up losing a bunch of animals. Some of them just get buried in snow. Uh, and then the problem is the snow never gets to a point where it's low enough that they can find the carcasses of the cattle that froze to death under the snow. So, yeah, to eat them. They, so they, even though there's food around them, they can't find it. Uh, and then by the time, by the time they could go back, it's kind of too late because they've lost all their cattle and they're snowed in. So they get stuck there and don't think to walk back. Uh, however, at this point they were still kind of screwed on account of the lack of food. So their thinking yeah. was if we can just get people over the pass, but what happened was in, in the very short version, of course we go through this in excruciating detail in the, uh, the, the video we let released on Friday, what happened was they went over the pass west along the yuba and then they they uh they messed up a little bit because they were supposed to go down uh emigrant gap and down what was a 700 foot descent into bear valley instead they went south along along the north fork american river and ended up in entirely the wrong place so 
had the Forlorn Hope party, the snowshoe party, the people who first tried to get out, had they not made that mistake, uh, they would have gotten Johnson's Ranch probably uh, a full week earlier. Uh, gotten help out a full week earlier. Um, it was, it, I mean, I don't know how, how much detail you, you research the story in, but it really is just all these little errors that stack up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is when they got stuck there, it was one of those situations where they were already kind of dragging ass a little bit mm -hmm. and they were running low on food and just the amount of calories they would need to move through the snow or even the mm -hmm. calories they need to go and hunt, which they couldn't like, what was it? I believe because of the, like how cold the winter was that year, mm -hmm. like the deer weren't actually out as much. So they had even less food than what would be normal for the area. Yep. So it's sort of like, you know, you need three gallons of gas to get back home, but you're four gallons of gas away. It's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Even if you did try to go back, mm -hmm. you're screwed either way. And it's like, okay, well, if we just keep pushing, we'll get there. And I think tragically, you know, that's kind of, that was the name of the game back then. Cause I mean, even with the Colorado cannibal um, <clears throat> people just, you just got stuck. Yep. Like, and if it's like, well, you, there's like one snowflake that falls, you're like, yeah, I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that's it. It's just like, well, okay. Yeah. But you know, it's, I, I read also, what was it? They were eating um, the floors essentially because it was like made out of some like hide material. Yeah. They had, they had ox hides that they were using yeah. for, to patch their roofs and they started, cutting it into strips, boiling it, and eating that. God. Not ideal. <laughs> no. But, uh, well, what, damn, son. what I do think is very interesting as well is, is the pace at which the cannibalism occurred. Mm -hmm. Because the first people who are confirmed to have eaten anyone are the Forlorn Hope group. Yeah. Who are the ones out and about on the mountain. Um, and even within them, uh, William Eddy waited the longest of any of the white people involved and then the two native americans luis and salvador waited another few days after he did to yeah. end up eating humans so you can see kind of that the way that human conscience and strength kind of play off one another and the kind of that moral fortitude that you get yeah. i mean the in native american cultures cannibalism tends to be pretty intensely frowned upon like yeah that's how you turn into a wendigo wendigo which you gay they both it's both of those circumstances are once you eat somebody, you're gone. There is the only reason you could possibly eat somebody is because you have gone insane. Like something, yeah. something is wrong with you. You are possessed by a monster. You are irretrievably insane. You've become too powerful uh, as the case with the Wachuge. Uh, so, you know, the, that might be why the native Americans held out longer, but then you start to look at the, uh, the people back at the camps who never explicitly say that they ate anybody yeah but but less and less people were there every time the rescue mm -hmm. parties came back yeah so and like, <laughs> and the rescue parties are are the ones who are like yeah i they were eating each other here yeah that that was happening um I, what do you think and I'm, I'm trying to phrase this properly i putting yourself in their shoes what do you think the moral, the, the the best moral option was under the circumstances? That was that was something I was wrestling with as I was researching was, all right, well, for, specifically for the Forlorn Hope group, if they hadn't cannibalized each other, they all would have died. Yeah. So at what point 
like do you i'm curious you know what what your outlook is on the morality of their specific cannibalism where it was they had to do it to survive right well i mean so morality you probably shouldn't eat people right (laughs) right they're if they're already dropped and you have to survive, I don't think that personally I could judge somebody for eating somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was like dire, dire consequences, like either you eat this person who already dropped or you die yourself. So <clears throat> except for the Colorado cannibal who also ate deer while he was eating people, that was weird. Mm-hmm. But in this specific instance, I mean, I would say morality for most people takes a back seat when survival's in, like involved. So it's sort of like you really do fall back on your body as far as its operations. Like you can definitely tell uh, when you're starting to like switch over into mm-hmm. I need to eat something. Yeah. Um, and it it will alter your brain chemistry. It'll alter how you think, how you feel. It'll basically change everything about you. And you know, we all like to think, well, we're such higher beings with our intelligence and everything but at the end of the day we're still human still animals and we still have to eat so morality uh i'm sure it would cause people problems absolutely i mean i'm sure people would be like man that was not a good time i shouldn't have done that but (laughs) it's just like hey you did what you had to do to survive right and somebody says lady fingers they taste just like lady fingers thank you quinn (laughs) magical hate that yeah yeah, it's why God. <laughs> awful, yeah. awful thing to say. Um, what about uh, what about Keysburg? Do you know Do you know the full story on him? Uh, I do not know the story of Keysburg. What's up with that one? So Louis Keysburg, uh, it's it's hard to say because most of the accounts of the Donner Party were written down after they were right. from interviews. There are a few journals. Uh, and kind of in the journal entries, there is the entire way a suspicion regarding Keysburg that he seems a little violent. He's known for being verbally and physically abusive to his wife. Uh, and then at one point, somebody goes missing. Yeah. And despite the fact that Keysburg has an injured leg at this point, he's the one that's blamed for this person's disappearance. They're okay. like, no, nobody can prove it, but they kind of suggest we think Keysburg killed him. Uh, and you see this, this theme, this motif throughout the story. As you look through everybody's notes is like, Keysburg was a shady guy. Like he was not trustworthy. Um, he's also the last person to be rescued. And one of the reasons people thought he may have stayed behind, obviously he was injured, but they probably could have gotten him out. One suggestion for why he stayed behind is that he wanted to basically collect all of the possessions that were left behind by the dead so that he could sell them when he got to California. Um, When he is eventually found, the the version of the story I had heard was that he was found and, you know, admitted that he had unfortunately eaten some people and he was (laughs) deeply sorry, but he only did it to survive and he was holding on to all of that money for the orphans. Because uh-huh. obviously, of course. I mean, of course, yeah. That's that's that tracks, right? Um, <laughs> so when the fourth relief arrives, led by a guy named Fallon, uh, they arrive to find nobody alive, but fresh tracks. So they get there, they come to the cabins, and they they talk about the the accounts say 
that there's there's bodies all over the place they're they're half eaten skeletal mm-hmm. emaciated it's like something horrible happened here i uh, you know just dug up like it's it's really nasty they continue along and they find fresh tracks still no living people but fresh tracks they follow those they come to a camp and they find uh, i believe the exact wording was all manner of possessions so people's jewelry books uh clothing all sorts for of the things. orphans yes for the orphans for the orphans of course yes all for the name of the kids um and they find all this stuff and then they're like huh that's interesting this is quite a horde and these are fresh tracks somebody has been here and then mm-hmm. somebody from the group goes hey guys what do you think about this dead body with the skull split open and the brains picked out and the kettle of human flesh and they're like oh we should probably address that maybe yeah so we'll what so ob- it's obvious what was happening here and you know what george donner had died of natural causes he had gangrene you know all the way up his arm pretty nasty you can't blame Keysburg for eating somebody who had died under the circumstances you know he had literally no other source of food except that just a few feet from george donner's body was a essentially three quarters of an ox yeah that was frozen buried in the snow fully visible it's got the taste for human meat (laughs) yeah so they're like huh that's odd they go back up to the cabins looking to see if you know maybe they missed anything where they find lewis keysburg and lewis keysburg in his version of events he bursts through the door. He's so excited to see his rescuers. Oh my gosh, that I'm saved at last. And they're I believe he says they were they were quite mean to him. Yeah, they they were uh like radically unkind or something. Yeah, like unreasonably, unreasonably unkind. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, their version of events, which is written down in a journal while this is happening, not in an interview with CF McGlashan 40 years later. Uh they write about it and they're like yeah, he was eating, he was like he had a fresh liver as well as human eyes in a pan and was getting ready to like cook them and eat them. Yeah, I mean, it has to eat his breakfast, you know? Breakfast yeah. of champions. They then go to figure out where it came from and they discover the body of Lemuel Murphy, which was missing the exact organs and had recently been butchered. The thing is Lemuel Murphy had died in uh January. They found him in April. Wow. So he, and here's the thing, if I remember correctly, having read through the journals, I'm pretty sure they buried Lemuel Murphy. Oh, nice little bit of grave robbing. He dug up. He needs to get the orphans. He dug this teenager's body up and ate it. Can we also talk about the fact that like, so people cannibalizing for survival on this story is one thing. Frying up someone's eyes. That's a detail I didn't catch on the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, it wasn't his, it, it was not his, you know, his calf muscles. Yeah, that's, Yeah. I can't imagine odd. eating an eye. Yeah. Specifically of a person, there's, mm, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's a level of separation from your own humanity that you have to have in order to do yeah. that. Yeah, Keysburg, Keysburg was suspected the entire time of being a little off and then, you know, was 
did not help himself. There's another story. This will well, be the last. Like he helped himself yeah. quite a lot. This will be the last one before we move on to uh to to the lost colony of Roanoke and then the Q and A section. Which, by the way, for anybody who is new to the podcast, the way that we do Q and A is we will answer super chats first. It will go until eight thirty. If we run out of super chats, we will start to answer non super chats until we hit eight thirty, and then uh yeah, that is how it works. Um, we've got a couple of 20, 20, we do have a couple of twenties before. We, yeah. Let me, know. before we go to Roanoke, I just want to finish up with Keysburg. Yep. Uh, one of the other stories about Keysburg, which was also told by the Murphy family was that I believe it was, uh, regarding George Foster, who was a four-year-old. Um, he was the son of William Foster. Uh, Keysburg ate two people's kids. Uh, one of those was William Eddy. And when William Eddy found out, he told Keysburg that if he ever saw him again, he would kill him. The only reason he didn't do yes. it then and there was because he felt it was dishonorable to kill a man in that state. Um, yeah. Not that state is in the state of California, but the state of being hungry. <laughs> uh, it, I would also argue, is probably dishonorable to kill a man in California. They're not allowed to defend themselves there. Uh, <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> so, what a shame. I'm yeah. here for the West Coast slander. <laughs> exactly. We all are. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Woo! Um, so Keysburg is reported to by the by the Murphy children. Now, all of the oldest one to witness this was nine, so there aren't a ton of details. But it said that one night he took George Foster into his bedroom, and the next morning Foster was dead. Uh, Mrs. Murphy, who was the only other living adult at the camp at the time, accused Keysburg of murdering the boy, at which point Keysburg approached her, took the boy's corpse from her hands, and hung it upon the wall. Now, this story may have been made up by the Murphy family, but it also may have not been made up by the Murphy family, and in my opinion, probably was not. Uh, Keysburg sounds like he was completely unhinged, and as we know, he chose to eat human flesh when he had the opportunity to not do so. Yeah. Um, so Keysburg, original Liver King. Yeah, not a great guy. <laughs> he did eventually go on to become a rather successful businessman. He owned a hotel, uh, but I would not be staying at that hotel, man. No. Yeah, no. You but, don't know if you're gonna leave. Yeah, time yeah. was uh, time was not kind to him, and he ended up dying penniless and alone, and being buried uh, in an unmarked grave in a hospital cemetery. For it's a shame it's unmarked because we can't go visit. No. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so uh, karma got him in the end. Um, he yeah. tried to repair his reputation and failed. Uh, let's take really quickly those. Yeah, so there are the two super chats, but there's one I wanted to highlight from K- Kalian. Uh, said, eating dinner during this stream was a bad idea. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Hey, <laughs> it's just the discussion of cuisine. Hey, you know, yeah. it is what it is. All food is food. Um, eyeballs Mark... pop when you buy them is the real oh, question. No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, Mark Vogel for $25 says, first time here, glad to support. We're glad Thank you're supporting. You. Thank you very much. And A7XM Shadows19 for $19.99 says, well, na- well, great. Now I have to choose which channel like more to watch for their <laughs> live. It's like choosing which parent you're going to go with during a divorce. <laughs> Love you both. Hey, you. just two separate tabs and mute one. There you go. Um, just have both open. Uh, <laughs> Which I might have to read one from him too real quick. Uh, give me what I gave them. It's a 7 xm shadow yeah. i'm going blind uh given you what i gave them but i've been watching since the halo flood days and still enjoy your work keep it up thank you sir Aww. i do appreciate your support well, there we go um yeah so the the last one we wanted to talk about tonight was was uh you know i assume i i shouldn't assume but does it have to do with your namesake yes okay so when i was a kid i actually uh learned about the lost colony of roanoke and this was back in the 1990s so it was like way more fun <laughs> Because it's like all speculation back then. Yeah. Now no it's internet. like, well, now we know what happened. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not as cool. But 
so yeah I, I like read this book about it and then just throughout the years i'm like oh you know roanoke's kind of cool name so then it became my gamer tag and then it became the youtube channel mm-hmm. so here we are now yeah although what did croatoan mean i haven't figured that one out. i didn't look that one yet so all right uh so to, do you want to give people the the cliff's notes version of the story so i can and then i'll explain what the, where the croatoan thing sounds from oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna make this real cliff notey. Essentially, a colony went missing. Uh, everybody there just was gone. I believe when a bunch of traders showed up to at least the version that I read was they showed up. Everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. They were there previously. Everybody was there, uh, and then they found. I believe it was carved into a tree the word Croatoan, mm-hmm. and it didn't match the native language in the area supposedly. And then yeah, they we now know what happened to them, but. Mm-hmm. We didn't in the nineties. <laughs> so the 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 way the story goes now, and it is considerably more complicated than I expected. I think our video on this is what an hour and a half long, roughly. Yeah, yeah, it's about ninety minutes. Um, there were it was two attempts, three. I think three attempts. Yeah, there were three attempts to settle uh, Roanoke. The first one was a purely military expedition in 18 or in 1584 i want to say uh it failed because they ended up having some conflicts with the natives uh running out of food their supply ships didn't arrive on time just a whole mess uh the second colony was um was it three or two i think it was well, it was, it was two colonies. Two and colonies. The people that showed up to join. Yeah, two colonies and the people who showed up to join. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first colony was military only, didn't work. Second colony was military and civilian, or was mostly civilian with a few soldiers, um, to help out. And then of course you have this whole situation where the they send away for aid. They're like, we our our supply ships haven't arrived. We need more help. Um, and of course then the Spanish and English War happens. They end up trapped. They can't get. They cannot get ships across the ocean. Finally, John White shows up with the relief, and there's nobody there. And Croatoan is carved into the tree. Um, Croatoan was most likely referencing the nearby island that was home to the Croatan Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that they had been in conflict with were the Secatan, and these were all Carolina Algonquin-speaking groups, if I remember correctly. I uh, so. The idea was they were supposed to carve into the tree where they went. And then okay. there was a special symbol if they were in distress. And that symbol would be the uh, basically the Knights Templar Cross. Yeah. I, I forget the exact name for that kind of cross, but it was basically the Templar Cross. And if that was carved into the tree, it would mean that they left under duress. So either yeah. they were running away or they were forcibly transported, but they carved Croatan onto it. Or Croatoan. Uh, they did not carve a cross, which meant that wherever they went, they'd gone there of their own will. Yeah, they're like, we're just getting out of here. Exactly. <laughs> so the thing was, the Croatan Native Americans had been very friendly with the, yeah. the Roanoke settlers. So John White assumed, okay, they probably just went back over there. When they went to go check, they got blown off course by a storm. So they ended up going down south to the Caribbean... And they were like, all right, well, if they're with the Croatan, it's no big deal. We don't need to worry. They're safe. We can come back on our way back to England. And then never succeeded in doing that either. Uh, Eventually, it's discovered that 
there was a, a map. And on that map, about 50 miles west of Roanoke, inland, is a spot where they had made a marker for a fort. And this was discovered in, like, the 2000s. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so, why the lore changed. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was they looked at this, and what they found was it it was a, a typical English fort marking for on a map mm-hmm. that had been covered with a patch. They believe the reason it may have been covered with a patch was because before John White left, they were considering moving the colony mm-hmm. 50 miles west to a spot on the uh, one of the rivers, uh, the Chowanoke River. Um, okay. They were considering moving it to there. That was one of the possibilities when they found that the settlers weren't there. They were like, they're either at the Croatan Island or they're at that spot we picked out further inland. So they didn't go bother to check either one. And the reason that they think the map was patched when John White returned was that they were worried it was going to be captured by the Spanish. And they didn't want the Spanish to know where the settlement would be, so they patched the map. They had to look at it under a, a light table to find that the patch was even there hmm. when they went to look where the patch was they found some stones one of which had some carvings on it those carvings were signed uh i believe it was ewd elizabeth dare okay it's believed that one of these stones is authentic and according to that stone after john white left they were attacked by the Native Americans, probably the Secatan. Mm-hmm. They left. Only seven of them survived. And they managed to take refuge, probably with the Chowanoke, not the Croatan. So hmm. why they would have carved Croatan is unclear. Maybe that's where they thought they were originally going to go? It might be. They may have gone there first and then been yeah. transported further inland to live with the Chowanoke. Um, but it's nobody knows for sure. But part of the problem was that stone was considered a fraud for years because when they announced that one had been found, they were like, if anybody else has seen one of these, please bring it in. And so people, assuming there would be a reward, started turning in fake ones. And almost all of the fake ones were traced to one specific stonemason. Except the one stone that somebody bothered to pick through all of these to check one more time could have all ended up in a rubbish pile. One of those stones looked to be correct. It used the right uh, terminology for the year. It used mm-hmm. the right spelling. And it was the only one that didn't, like, have something that made it obviously fake. Like, one of them used the word rendezvous, which was not in English yet. Um, so. <laughs> I wonder how much history we've lost just in general. Oh. There you go. Sorry. Continue. No, no, it's not good. Yeah. I, I wonder how much history we've lost just in general because of you know, situations like that. Things just kind of get cast to the side. Somebody's like, ah, eh, I don't really want to take a look at it. And mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring up the library. Don't talk to me about the library. It's too soon. Um, granted, it's the library now. The, the influence. <laughs> okay. The, the actual extent to which the burning of the library of Alexandria set humanity back has been wildly exaggerated. You went to have that. Yeah. Um, but we still probably did lose a considerable amount of very important knowledge. Um, probably did set us back a little ways. But how many years? Probably not 500. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which has been one of the suggestions. Maybe like... It was four or 500 years. Probably a century. Um, there, there were probably a century's worth of inventions that 
that we could have used. Uh, it's hard to say for certain. We don't know exactly what was kept there. Yeah. But yeah, it's generally believed that we lost a century or two. Um, wow. Yeah, based on some of the the unique texts in the library. Most of the library's texts were not unique. They were they existed in copies elsewhere. Um, there were a, a small number of ancient manuscripts that were destroyed. Very sad. But yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff that's been lost. Um, and what's what's wild and what's kind of satisfying for me is as somebody who looks at these stories from the past and retells them and tries to understand the the meaning behind them, I. Uh, a lot of the time I'm seeing archaeology catch up to folklore. Yeah. So there will be some story from thousands of years ago. And it's generally assumed to be complete myth. And then we find something that's like, oh, sure. Maybe the version we have is general for the most part mythological, but we found what it was based on. Yeah. So that's always very cool. There's a uh, well, just... look at the colossal squid. Yeah, and there's a story in, uh, or not necessarily a story, but a, a mention in the Bible of uh, the the prophet Joshua is told to put a curse upon Mount Ebal. Mm -hmm. 2022, early 2022, uh, a study came out, paper came out. They found a little lead tablet, two centimeters by two centimeters, folded lead tablet, Mycenaean lead hmm. from Greece. Yeah. They found the tablet on Mount Ebal. On the tablet in Proto Hebrew, uh, Yahweh, uh, Yahweh's curse be upon you. You are cursed by Yahweh. Ba a, a tablet that has a curse on it put on Mount Ebal. Yeah. This is a story from the book of jo uh, the book of Joshua. Sorry, it's the book of Deuteronomy about Joshua. Mm -hmm. We're talking twelve hundred or so BC. Wow. That story only came down through the Bible. And they found in 2022 the tablet they were talking about in the story. Here we are. So <laughs> I, I only bring up the, the specific biblical example because it's the yeah. the most recent and biggest one. There's right. obviously stuff about this from, you know, all sorts of traditions all over the world. But that's just fascinating to me is, you know, this. <laughs> it's stuff from really, really long ago that we're now finding being like, oh, this is actually a legitimate thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's. Like I said, the whole thing with the colossal squid, it, you know, people have been getting attacked out in the ocean and it really scared sailors and merchants back in the day mm -hmm. and nobody believed them. And now it's like, oh yeah, actually colossal squids with the suckers and everything, they get attached to a boat and do damage if it's small enough. Yeah. That's crazy stuff, man. It is. Like, hmm. All right. Before we go into Q&A, one last question that I have for you. Yes. Um, out of all of the, the weird stuff you've read about, what do you think your favorite was? I would have to say it's got to be the Colorado cannibal. Okay. Simply because like, I, I like, I don't like him as a person. I wouldn't hang out with him. I definitely wouldn't eat dinner with him, but <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it highlights the human condition of not only survival, but just being, I don't know. Can you cuss on this channel? Um. <laughs> We've been okay. I will. We try not to. Yeah. A <laughs> monumental piece of crap. Because okay. <laughs> the guy himself is just, I mean, it's just a, a combination, like I said, of personality traits, selfishness, survival. Mm -hmm. Oh. Frozen. 
or am I oh, frozen? Oh, there we okay, go. you're back. back. We got you. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to really quickly run through the uh, the the story, just the basics? Yeah. So this dude. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys have uh, learned anything about what no. was his name. Um, the name escapes Is me this right Packer? now. Packer. There we go. Yes. Thank you. Essentially, kind of doesn't really have uh, any real drive in life to do really anything. He's just kind of drifting from job to job. Family life, not really great. Ends up pushing further and further out west. And eventually, I believe it was, um, he hooked up with a group of mine, like mining miners. I won't say that on the channel because, you know, the uh, YouTube gods mm -hmm. will freak out. But hooks up with a group. They go out. They realize this man knows nothing about mining. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow, despite the fact that the entire group hates him, he convinces half the group to go with him and leave Uray, or they barely made it to Uray, Colorado, to survive, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're discussing, well, do we keep pushing or do we stay here? Some of the group decide to stay there. Some are like, hey, we're going to still follow Packer out there, even though this guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing because he mm -hmm. claimed to be a guide. They get further out. They realize they're lost. Mm -hmm. Packer's like, okay, well, I'm going to go around this side of the mountain there was a guy who actually knew where they were. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go this way. Mm -hmm. And Packer still convinced half that group to come with him. And they all died because of it. They all were eaten. Yeah. And so he eventually stumbled out of this mountain. I think it was like several months later. And he, uh, it was like a, uh, an outpost. I believe it was like a military outpost. Uh -huh. He comes up there and they're like, so the first thing we noticed about him was he did not look threadbare at all. Mm -hmm. He actually still had some fat on his body, which was a little strange. And he mm -hmm. says that he was in the mountains alone for weeks and hadn't eaten and he was surviving off berries. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the whole thing started falling apart. Well, members from the original group that split off from him did survive. And I think what ended up happening was there was another town that Packer went to. That guy ended up finding him in that town and asking him, where did everybody else go? And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I don't really know where they went. And it turned out that he had all of their stuff too. Mm. So it's just like, I want to know how this guy, if everybody hated him, how is it possible he was still convincing people, even though he was actively getting them lost, to follow him? It's the most bizarre thing. Like every red flag possible, mm -hmm. somebody's like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> so I think naturally, that's the most interesting thing. Gotcha. Supernaturally, Rendlesham Forest incident. Rendlesham Forest incident. Essentially, you. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I'll have to write that down. What, what what base is it? It's out in I think the UK. If okay. I remember correctly. Sounds UK. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty UK. There was a bunch of soldiers, like trained, I believe, like colonels involved, mm -hmm. who actually spotted in the forest. Uh, essentially, it was an alien ship, okay. and when it touched down, they measured the radiation levels actually at that point and it was higher than anything else around uh, -huh. uh many soldiers attested to seeing it uh, what do they call the guys who were able to identify planes in the sky essentially like ah, i forget their names anyways people who were trained to know what aircraft it was where it was going what it looks like how it operates were like that's not a human aircraft and this was i believe the 50s maybe 60s mm-hmm Somebody's going to have to fact check that because like it's Sunday night and I'm dragging a little bit, but yeah, I mean, that just it, that stuff is always interesting to me because it's like, here we have, you know, this, uh, these, these trained men 
and it's still a question of oh well, are there aliens are there not mm-hmm. aliens i it's like well what about what about them they seem pretty reputable it's like yeah. no it's like okay yeah i'm i'm at the point where i am i don't know about you but i'm very much on the ufos are real but i don't know about space aliens yeah like that's where i kind of get out at the moment um what about you oh i think it is so likely that there is other life and probably intelligent life out there but i'm assuming it is very far away i wouldn't be shocked if they made contact here at some point or another but i just given the broad scope of even our galaxy alone let alone the rest of the universe. Uh, yeah, I would be shocked if there wasn't other life out there. I'm yeah. quiet compared to the donation sound. Oh, that's not good. Oh, weird. <laughs> All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I think that brings us to uh, to question time. It does indeed. Uh, the first one we have is from Sean Easton for four ninety nine, saying, "Would you rather, with a pro hunting team, hunt a dino of your choice, or whatever the internet thinks the Wendigo is? Dinosaur. Dinosaur." For sure. <laughs> what the internet thinks the Wendigo is is utterly terrifying. I don't want to go anywhere near it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Creativa Artley for 199 says, A fun one for history, but the ladies history of Lockerbie. Hut. History hut. Yeah. The ladies of Lockerbie? That can get written down. Yeah. Uh, Ireland Cook for $5 says, Yesterday's video and the Puppet Histories video are officially my two favorite videos about the Donner Party. Woo! I'm glad to, glad to be in somebody's top two. We love that. Miss Mori for $5 says, Hey, RT, I'm a huge fan of your science-based book or look, uh, especially when you bring in experts, your wife, to explain <laughs> things like psychology. Thank you in all caps. That was addressed to you. Wait, who? Uh, that, you, that was addressed RT, to you. RT was Roanoke Tales. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, RT. Like, who's... I'm, I'm used to RG. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can read it again if you want. Yes, yes, please yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your science-based look, especially when you bring in experts, your wife, to explain things like psychology, and thank you in all caps. Absolutely, and thank you for actually like watching my channel. I do appreciate that, because you know any support on there. Uh, yeah, my wife is a little smarter than me when it comes to psychology. Uh, I'm a big, firm believer in, and I tell her this all the time, especially with you know biology being the foundation and psychology being like the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if you fix the biology of something, you fix psychology she disagrees <laughs> our house is fun <laughs> oh, of course i can imagine uh zadig attack for five dollars says you should look into uh you should consider looking into what mormons think bigfoot is spoiler it's kane i've heard that kane like yeah like the biblical like, kane yeah, yeah. Kane, biblical kane okay hmm. yeah there's uh uh an interpretation that kane is cursed to walk the earth forever that he's immortal and he's a Sasquatch. Uh, I guess they believe Sasquatch and Kane, yes. Maybe he just doesn't like cutting his hair. <laughs> Joseph Smith was a... Like me. <laughs> Joseph Smith's theology was very coherent. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's um, totally good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Matty P. 3400 for a Canadian $2 says, Love your fresh take on well-known cases. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $2 says, The Andes Mountains incident, remember that. I do remember that one. That was the uh, the soccer team that went down the mountains and ate each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Takatoons Radio for four ninety nine says, The average human body has 125,000 calories. It's not savagery. It's just efficient. So Why do you know that? 
Why do you know that off the top of your head? I feel like Americans probably have more calories, though. Yeah, that's true. 100%. <laughs> Without if the average human has 125,000, Americans are probably packing 250. <laughs> 500,000. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. Uh, Miss Mori for $5 says, Creativa Artley's best comment of the stream, in my opinion, quote, actual cannibal Keysburg LeBuff, but I gotta say Donner Party video was the best so far. Thank you. Much appreciated. Actual cannibal Keysburg LeBuff. That'd be a fun one. I thought I, I did consider trying to work that in somehow. Yeah. But I was worried we'd get in trouble for copyright. Mm. Oh, tragic. Fair. Yeah. Chappy Grimdark for $5 says, Eating ribs and loving every moment of this stream. Should we be concerned? What are those yeah, ribs? Yeah, can you confirm what kind what of kind ribs? Of you ribs? Say? <laughs> and don't say baby back because that doesn't clear anything up. <laughs> that just arguably makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, and don't say spare because that's a nail biter. <laughs> Pharaoh Queen for $10 says, I live in Cali. You can visit a couple of cabins that the party stayed in and go along the trail that they took. Only in the summer, though. Uh, it's not accessible in the winter unless you know someone for reasons. Yeah, gee, I wonder... I wonder why you might not be allowed up there in the winter. Or just yeah. like, oh, I'm shocked the Donner area is not accessible <laughs> in the winter like it exactly was back then. Although I'm curious to know if those reasons are more interesting reasons if they are please email us yeah do you want to read this one no <laughs> no i do not would you like me to read this one i'm certainly not going to ludicolo for twenty dollars bear with us here um says hi daddy i see that neither aidens heeded my warnings so both shall pay for one's actions now prepare both your bussies uh i am now in your walls clickety clackety you are under attackity why God? <laughs> I don't think God is with us right now. No. That's why God we has God has chat. abandoned us for good. Yep. God is like, you know what? No number of weird Bible podcasts can ever make up for your <laughs> You shall never atone for your sins. Hey, but I'm the one reading them, so I think you're in the clear. Yeah. What's the here keep there's there's one specific that I keep in my uh my reaction memes. Oh folder. yeah, pull it up. Yeah. Snag it really quick. I, I will add it before Wonderful. before you can read that. There we go. Here we go. One day your knees will buckle under the weight of your endless sins. I will not be there to save you. It's that smiley face, dude. God. <laughs> <laughs> the only way it would have been better is if it was clippy. Yeah. <laughs> uh Eric for two dollars says, watch IP stream. There's doubt on the e ball tablet. There is. Interesting. Hmm. Good to know. Uh, as far as I was aware, the, the peer review was in, and they were pretty confident, but... It may have somehow been updated. Maybe. Uh, History Daddy for two pounds. Howdy from earlier today as well. I wasn't there, but he was. Yes. Uh, I believe we have been visited by the alienacy. Every day we stray farther from God's light. One of these Truly. days we could just stop reading anything that has OC in it. That's true, we could. We'll decide on that at some point. Not today, though. Not today. I must bear this cross. <laughs> yeah? It's my fault. <laughs> I brought us... I brought us you back. I was the Justin Timberlake of this situation. The Justin Timberlussy, if you will. Cover your ears, Archie. You don't need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> He's too young and pure. He is. Uh, normal Alec. Pure. Wait, I, I love the... 
the implication of this username. It says normal Alec. That implies the existence of abnormal Alec. Exactly. And I, I want to know, does normal Alec know abnormal Alec? Um, I also love the donation number is $5.87. Always love when it's specific. It is so specific. Uh, Roanoke, what's your favorite disease and why is it rabies? Love the content from both the Lodge and Roanoke. Y'all get me through overnight shifts. Love to hear it. <laughs> well, uh, actually... It is rabies. Believe it or not, <laughs> I do like rabies. Rabies is such a complicated disease, and it's interesting to me because of how it, I mean, if you get bit on your hand, it'll take a little while longer than if it's on your neck, and how it just completely shit ruins your uh, <laughs> central <laughs> nervous fine. system. There you go. We're far there we go. Yeah, the mods are no longer paying attention. I mean, honestly, <laughs> rabies really man. is. Mods uh <laughs> <laughs> killed this man. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, I would say rabies is by far one of the more interesting ones that I like. So, really quick, I have questions. In the too. simplest way you can, can you explain to me how rabies works? Yes. Essentially, what happens is it will enter your body, and then it will travel through mm -hmm. the peripheral nervous system. Upon getting to your central nervous system, such as your spinal cord inside the CFS, there is a protein complex it likes to attach itself to, which then basically rockets it to your brain. So it's like going from taking side roads to going to taking like the highway. Gotcha. And that's why when you start showing symptoms, it's pretty much too late unless there is actually now a way that you can um, kind of stop it. I wouldn't suggest this. Out of 36 people who they use this on, I believe nine of them survived, which is a lot better than the zero that usually yeah, survived. Yeah, it's better than zero. Yeah. So it essentially is, I think it's the... Um, the Milwaukee protocol, I believe mm -hmm. it's called. Essentially, it involves putting the person in a coma, lowering their body temperature, and administering ketamine. Second, adamantine, ad, not adamantine, um, adamantine or something like that. And then on top of that, lowering their core temperature, which stops inflammation, allows for the virus to be brought under control, and prevents you know massive damage to your brain. That is some house MD level. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, the, the beauty is, is that typically with most brain diseases, what it appears is that if you can lower inflammation, then you have a chance at stopping the brain from mm. completely destroying itself through something like meningitis or encephalitis. Gotcha. So by doing that, your body will continue to fight what it's being attacked by. So it's just kind of giving you more of a chance of surviving. Like Got I said, 36 people. Exactly. Uh, but that's pretty much the key is slowing down um, the progression of the disease because it's what 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 is it? There's a there's a a way that you can kind of think about it. Uh, the Milwaukee Protocol, instead of jumping off an 11 foot or excuse me an 11 story building and hitting concrete, it's sort of like jumping off a three story building and hitting an old mattress. It's like <laughs> your chances of surviving are a lot better, but that's I still, still not ideal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Interesting. You're still trying to avoid it. Yeah, <laughs> if you get bit by anything, just go ahead and go to the hospital. Yeah. I don't think that they do the seven abdomen shots anymore. Oh. Uh, my niece actually recently, she had a bat land on her, so they took her in to get um, the rabies shots. I think it was one at three days, one at seven days, one at 15, and one at 30. Wow. Yeah. It's a shame bats are so, like, cute. You know, well, no, I was going to say it's the same. They're so, like, problematic. Oh, yeah. Because they are cute. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, Archie could be a bat if you gave him wings. He's got the right face shape. Would you want to be a bat, Archie? See? Kyle oh, looks like a bat, yeah. Exactly, see? Halloween's right around the corner. Give him some wings. <laughs> oh, that'd be cute. I bet they make that. Mm-hmm. Um, King Kaiju for $2 says, Casper Mountain had a witch who lived there. Uh, well, I wish I had known that when we interviewed the guy about the Wendigo. Yep. All right, Casper Mountain Witch. It's going on the content sheet. <laughs> uh, Zadok Attack for $10 says, Insert, I don't care what kind of ussy I'd Scott. You can't, you ain't getting none memes. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Joe Turkson? 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 Uh, for four ninety nine. Is there anything you wish you knew or did differently when starting a channel? Thinking about starting one soon and open to tips. Thanks, guys. Uh, I wish our thumbnails had been better. Thumbnails were definitely rough. Uh, yeah. that's an important one. Um... I think that's got to be the biggest one. Whoa. <laughs> that was my fault. That was almost... I think that's that got to be the biggest one. Uh, <laughs> I think it's got to be the biggest one. It was definitely just the, the little, like, discoverability things. Yeah, titles, thumbnail, uh, keywords. Yeah, get two buddy. Yeah, two buddy. That's a lot. Get two buddy. Yeah, buddy's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's the little details that surprisingly matter a lot, specifically for the way YouTube operates. And yeah. Um, yeah. Also, you know, I think one thing that did work for us was that we did not bite off more than we could chew at the beginning. We did not, I, uh, you know, we didn't start off as hot as we possibly could. We started off with the materials we had and the time we had and then grew naturally. Yeah. So I think those were important. Um, definitely wish that I had known more about the discoverability stuff, though. Um, and uh, and I guess I wish I had, I had known who to who to... Not copy, but who to take inspiration from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about 100%. you? Uh, I, so biggest thing, uh, biggest advice I can offer is don't think about starting a channel. Just do it. Yes. Um, everybody, everybody who could have made it on YouTube or done anything like that has always thought about starting it. And then they just never do. Um, your first video is going to suck. Post it anyways. Mm-hmm. Your first thumbnail is going to suck. Mine still sucks sometimes. Post it anyways. Yep. You know, you just got to do what you got to do and you got to try. And if you show up every day and try, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like just attack on it on both of those. Mm -hmm. Like depends on what you're doing it for. Like if you're doing it because you want to make the content, you're going to get an audience no matter what. And just don't go into it with expectations because you really never know where you're going to like net out. So as long as you're doing it because you genuinely want to make the content, mm -hmm. then it's going to work out. Because if you keep consistent, like the biggest thing that helped us was, you know, not biting off more than we could chew, but also remaining consistent within that. You know, yeah. we, we knew we only had so much that we could do, especially considering you were, we were both working for mm -hmm. a period. So we couldn't do as in-depth as we do yeah. now. Um, but, you know, if we hadn't been as consistent because we wanted to try and do more than we were able to, uh, or even just if we weren't all in on it, mm -hmm. then it would never have grown to the level that we have. Yep. Also, nobody sets out to be a YouTuber and succeeds unless you're Mr. Beast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> set, set out set out to make content that you think you would find interesting and see if it carries you somewhere. Don't, don't think about being a YouTuber until 50,000 subs. Yeah, <laughs> um, at, at minimum. And even then... Pay more attention to the views you're getting than the subs because those are what matter more. Yeah. Yep. 
Subs are, uh, it's been said to me, it's more of just an ego trip. It's the views that you really want. Yeah. And also, don't become like a total, you know, loser. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just an online job that's fun. And it's a miracle that any of us get to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to be the guy screaming at a security guard about how famous you are. <laughs> yeah, no. Because no. the vast majority of people who like are in our position, you know, we, we are not known by the vast majority mm-hmm. of the public. Yeah. Oh. exactly i mean I, I get questions all the time like oh do you watch this you know other youtuber right and it's like they have like 2.3 million subs i've never heard of them so mm-hmm. like that's yeah it's a big world out there yeah just make sure your ego does not grow with it <laughs> yeah you yep. got some you probably got more loyal fans than the average celebrity but you, you definitely don't have as many yeah. <laughs> all dragons are sluts for 20 dollars. says consider this money anti-cannibal insurance don't forget to eat and hydrate Woo! Will do. Love that. You know what? I was honestly considering, you know, taking a chomp out of him later, so this is very important. Yeah. Now you can go get a Big Mac. <laughs> there we go. Huh? What? Mm-hmm. Yep, it did. It was intentional. Oh, it was. I'm aware of that. Okay. We're just putting well, I mean, it in the sales. I'm merely commenting. <laughs> Everybody tries to ship us on mm-hmm. our channel, and we just continually put wind in the sails yeah, of the ship. You should. Just, you know, just, to, just to feed it. That's what you gotta do. Uh, normal Alec is back for $2.11. There, uh, there's a weird AI, I'm Normal Alec. There is a weird Al. A weird Al. He's Normal Alec. Weird uh, Al. Oh, weird Al Yankovic. Oh, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Alright, now it makes sense. Agamemnon's gym bag for five fifty-six. Uh, Reza Aslan ate human brain and Wikipedia refers to him as a scholar rather than a cannibal. Also, welcome back, pals. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, I am... I... I, You can be both a scholar and a cannibal. I'm just more surprised that they refer to Reza Aslan as a scholar. Yeah, isn't he primarily just like a journalist? Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yeah, eating, (laughs) eating a brain does not make you a scholar. Somebody should have told that to Keysburg. Yeah, true. Yeah. He was considered to be the most educated member of the party. Spoke five languages. I guess it... No. No. Moving on. Uh, Air One Sam for $20 says, Kentucky has a goat man called the Pope Lick Monster. Definitely recommend that. You licked who? How do you um, get all the way to the Vatican? I'll I'll look into it. I just don't understand why the monster is licking the Pope. That's a weird one. King Kaiju's back for $5 saying, I live here, would love to give info. The Wendigo guy was in a storm drain. It runs miles. Actually very dangerous to go far if it rains. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had the guy who captured the video of the, the Wendigo on, on the podcast um he couldn't tell us very much though aside from that he got the video yep so i will say the fact that there are giant storm drains over it's just like a very small town it's a little weird it's weird like why are there man-sized diameter storm drains out there outside of a small town in in wyoming yeah that is a little weird flood zone maybe well do maintenance there's that there's also he did say that there were uh, military tunnels and yeah. installations around the area. True. So, might be part of that. Mm-hmm. True. Are there any others? That is it for Super Chats at the moment. All right. I got one. Okay. Go for it. 
So I got uh, the Kriegsman says, hey, Roanoke, do you, you think that the Michigan Dogmen, or when I go hunt the Michigan Dogmen, that you could include the guys over at Lord Lodge? Do you guys want to go hunt the Michigan Dogman? Absolutely. That shouldn't even be Perfect. a question. I have never been Crawling. more interested in something. Perfect. So he comes Does out Michigan have concealed carry reciprocity with Pennsylvania? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let us know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I need to get that. Because uh... <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I... I'm not going dogman hunting unarmed. Yeah, right. No, uh, definitely high caliber large rounds. Because if, if that thing actually exists, it was, it's like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> I made an egregious error. <laughs> It's like the meme when you know when I get out into the woods and discover that the wind there is, is no very wind real. There is no wind dusty, and I'm in very real danger. Like yeah. it's that. Sounds like I'm finally getting a reason to splurge on the 4570 after yeah. all. Um, yeah, maybe we uh, we can partner up with uh, Henry or Marlin. Yeah, that'd be have fun. Them send us some uh, some ranch guns. That'd be great. Oh, we got one more from uh, Zadik Attack for five dollars, saying, "To be fair, I have walked through man-sized storm drains at Notre Dame University." There. Why does Notre Dame have man-sized storm drains? Yeah, that South Bend is very flat, from what I remember when I was there. This is it's just got... this is causing me to ask. This is how the Tartaria stuff starts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's say, there's honestly, a reason. The reason there's a reason. It's probably very obvious, and it's probably right on the internet. Yep. Yeah. Flood zone. <laughs> yep. Probably. Uh, another one from Zoe L for three dollars and seventy-two cents. Love the number. <laughs> uh, you should look into the Blue Ridge Mountains. We did. We were there. Yeah, we we were there. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, there's there's some stuff over there. We've talked about some West Virginia, uh, some Kentucky, some Tennessee. We got a uh, we got a video coming out on Tennessee this week, um, on the uh, specifically the Bell Witch. Yes, we're revisiting that one. Nice. Um, you ever looked into that one? Uh, Bell Witch. Yeah, I have not funky yeah. funky story. What's the cliff notes? I. Uh, Family moves onto a property in Middle Tennessee. Uh, starts to be terrorized by a, a phantom. Uh, basically, is making them sick. Is taunting them. Uh, is able to have full theological discussions with local holy men. Uh, like all these stories about yeah, basically a demonic possession. They called it the Bell Witch. It sounds a lot more like a demonic entity. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you know, witch. I think a lot of people have this idea that, like, witch is a word that has a very specific meaning in the modern sense. Like, we think of, like, uh, Harry Potter, or we think of the Wizard of Oz. Witch, historically, was a much more broad term that meant anybody who dabbled in any form of the dark arts. Yeah. So, it, it could have it been, like, different. Um, but, yeah, so there's, there's a number of different... Uh, suggestions about the story one of course that it was all an, an elaborate hoax or a myth but i uh, just a, a very weird story because the the details that are included make it seem like it should be very easy to prove that this never happened yeah so hmm. and the number of witnesses involved is is pretty interesting so i'm not i'm not saying it's there's something to it i'm just saying you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm looking it. into it. I'm looking into it again. With <laughs> yeah. a, with a, we're taking another pass. Um, there were a couple more that rolled in. I think those will be the last ones we take. Yep. Uh, we got three more. One from Ludicolo for five dollars. Says, look into the look into the Nahal. So no, yeah. If that's, you like that's the one I've heard that we should look at. Yeah, I just put it on the content sheet. Uh, another one from uh, Chimorian for two dollars, saying, "Hey, you guys, help me with my depression. Thank you." In all caps. Woo! 
we you help us with it. ours depression yes it is that's reciprocal. not a joke um <laughs> this 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 program keeps me going you too oh my uh, god i have one uh <laughs> okay sorry to just like butt in but i, I did not even see this uh cole marshall thoughts on the maui fires paris to kev uh has a great video recently about them uh, my thoughts are I really don't know enough. Yeah. Um, to be completely honest, it's to me it. A lot of people are saying it's either like laser weapons or uh, some sort of land grab. Mm-hmm. I could see it being the latter over the former. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely more partial to the latter. Like, yeah, I think it's just humans being humans and burning stuff. And um, yeah, there's there's some other things that I think are particularly disturbing about yeah. it, but. Uh, I'll keep those opinions to myself. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm in the same boat where I I don't know enough of the facts to really have a strong opinion, but it, there have been times in the past when the the wealthy started uh, fires to to clear some land so that they could have yeah. it. It would not yep. be the first time. Probably won't be the last either. Probably won't be the last. I would not be shocked at all. I I think that you know ten or twenty years from now, if that is what happened, it will be right out in the open and everyone will know about it and we'll all talk about how awful that was and yep. once again nothing will be done uh, yep. <laughs> pretty much yep um, we got one more from ludicola for five dollars saying what do i need to go exploring the appalachian mountains other than holy water that gat son yeah stay strapped or get clapped <laughs> yeah i'm not kidding <laughs> when no, we were when yeah, we were there that's a real thing <laughs> when we were there no. shooting the dennis martin video i i was i was carrying a, a handgun um yeah, yeah sure. and that was in the smokies that was like in a national park even um, beyond anything that's supernatural there are a lot of bears in yeah. that area so yeah so there are many uh, natural things that can still take you out yeah. yeah so that's the big thing with the appalachians is regardless of any supernatural stuff you still got to deal with animals and people yep. yep people are terrifying mm-hmm. we are the greatest monsters of all mm-hmm. like not all the time most people i think are are at, at the very least neutral yeah. on the good to evil scale half decent but uh people who want to be dangerous can be extraordinarily dangerous and and corrupt and evil like yeah yeah so uh also, there was one more, which was also uh, was Camorian as well, and said, also, any chance you guys will upload to Rumble? We have to look into their monetization policies. We're considering it for 2024. Um, so, actually, I, if you guys want any information on that, uh, basically, it, it sounds scary, but you can upload over there. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, uh, the comment section is essentially like 2012 YouTube. Okay. Ah, okay. It is chaotic. <laughs> and it is like, my God, what are you... What is- <laughs> Anyway, so just be ready. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Eh. yeah. After after the brush with the Tartaria community, uh, I think I can. I, I'm ready for just about anything that the the conspiracy community throws at me. Um, we we put out. I think in the space of two months, we put out videos that got us accused of being left wing globalist WEF shills who are you know uh, all working for Israel or something, as well as accused of being like right-wing daily wire style grifters uh <laughs> we didn't even cover political content uh, <laughs> not really sure what happened yeah 
but yeah. uh yeah We've been accused of alt-right alt-left authoritarian yeah anarchists like we apparently we're all this is the about. problem is if your channel doesn't if, if you're not open with your political beliefs as a channel just everybody assumes you're their enemy when they don't like you <laughs> yeah yep like, <laughs> yeah pretty much calm down guys <laughs> like relax i am literally just vibing um but yeah all right i i mean man is there anything that you want to say before we uh bring the show to a close well, I appreciate y'all bringing me on. It was a blast. Uh, I don't know if I seemed a little low energy or not. I hope I didn't. Fine. We're <laughs> yeah. tired too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I guess I, everybody here, I, I was up until 3 a.m. So that was really yeah. stupid. <laughs> don't, don't follow my example. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, other than that, I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were psyched to, to get you on. This conversation was awesome. I'm sure we'll, we'll be inviting you on again in the future because um, this was a lot of fun. You're a great guy to talk to about everything. I assume that we prop, this is probably some of the most crossover we have with any given channel. Oh, yeah. But uh, if you want to really quickly, in case anybody doesn't know you, uh, as we said, you know, there'll be people who it's like YouTubers with millions of subscribers and you never heard of them. So yeah, good point. Okay. So I have two channels. The first one's Roanoke gaming. Uh, it's where I cover basically using my biology degree with a specialization in microbiology on like diseases or mutations in like dead space. Or for instance, I just talked about uh, the movie, no one will save you mm -hmm. uh, and kind of, was it a benevolent invasion or was it a bad one? I don't know. We'll mm -hmm. have to find out, but and I also have Roanoke tales where essentially it's the same type of content. Yeah. Uh, these guys probably do a little better job than me, but <laughs> you know, that's what I do over here. And that's why I'm here. All right. Well, it was great to have you. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm psyched for, for whatever we can uh, talk about in the future, man. And I, I hope Absolutely, everybody man. will, will give you a chance if they haven't already. And, uh, we will, we will talk to you on the next one. Sounds good, man. All right. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you too. And to everybody watching, it was great to have you guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you on Sunday. If you haven't checked out the new, uh, streaming channel, it is at the Aiden Mattis, youtube.com slash at the Aiden Mattis. Uh, can check that out as well and, yeah. uh, and yeah. if you haven't seen last friday's video on the donner party yet give it a look and more importantly if you haven't seen the previous friday's video please watch it i am <laughs> begging you um, <laughs> all right thank you guys have a nice afternoon nice evening uh go birds good night uh